0: in service, Uh, we'll have cake and ice cream, just some fellowship, uh, just to celebrate, amen. Ten years uh, of the church anniversary, we're excited, amen, about what God has done in ten years. Uh, Adventist Mary has created an awesome PowerPoint um, with some uh, various memories that we have experienced over the years, and we're excited about what we're going to see later on in the service. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. So this is part three Um, last week was amazing. Um, We had a great feedback concerning the word um, in part two of the power of of agreement As we ministered uh, concerning Hannah and Samuel. Amen. Amen. And um, God blessed us and the word was amazing And uh, this week we're going to see Jesus. We're going to talk a little bit about him Um, And we're going to go from Romans and we're going to go to the book of Matthew But um I want us to to, to fully understand the power um, that agreement will bring to you uh, if you fully uh, embrace it. Uh, We have to embrace that power of agreement. We have to embrace the fact that we have to come in line with God's word. We have to come to an understanding uh, with God's word to agree with his word and to allow his word to penetrate our hearts and that we apply the word of God to our life. Uh, When we apply the word of God to our life, We'll be in a position where we can receive what the word says that we can have. Um, A lot of us go around quoting and and throwing scripture around, but we're not applying it to our life. Um, When you agree with something, you're in harmony with it, so that means that it is now functioning with you and flowing with you, and it has become a part of you. How can you have harmony with something that you're not flowing with? So if we're not flowing with the Word of God, it's not in unison, it's not in, unison, in, in oneness, and we're not in one accord with the Word. So we're not going to experience the fullness of what God intends for us to receive. So I want us to grab that understanding, knowing the power of the Word of God, and coming to agree with that Word of God, and how we can establish things by what we believe. Amen. So we have to have the power to believe what we say when we speak the Word of God. Amen. We have to believe the Word of God when we speak it out of our mouth. Amen? And so in Romans chapter 12, a very familiar passage of scripture that we're going to read in the beginning to, uh, to start is part three. Um, but I want us to understand that if we're going to agree with God, we cannot conform to the world's culture. The world's culture is constantly trying to penetrate our mindset and to penetrate our belief system. And so everywhere you go, you see the world system. So if everywhere you go you see the world system, that means that I have a responsibility to now put up what God's system looks like in order to counterattack what the world system is trying to bring to me. So if I have not been in a relationship as far as coming into the body of Christ, coming into church, coming into ministry, or getting into my private time with the word of God to know what the word of God says, how am I going to counterattack the world system when it's constantly trying to penetrate my mindset, trying to penetrate my belief system? If I am not in a position to combat and release the word of God against that thing, I now come into agreement with the world standard, and now I find myself slipping away into a worldly carnal mindset. Yes. Yeah. And that puts me at odds with God because the Bible says that flesh is an enemy unto God and that carnal mind is an enemy unto God. He says to be spiritually minded is life and peace, but to be carnally minded is death. So in other words, see, a carnal mind, I'm not saying you're going to physically die, but if you're living in a carnal mindset, it creates an opportunity for death, which means the things that you begin to put your hands on, the things that you begin to want to produce life, if you're in a carnal mindset, it's going to now decay that, and it's going to decrease that ability for life to come alive in you, because my mind is carnal. So I have to line my thoughts up with God's thoughts. I have to line myself up with that in order to come into agreement with the things of God. So let's look at Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read the NIV version. I'm going to read the message version because that's the version that really uh, we, we've shared before. But I want to read the NIV. i read the message and then we're going to go to Matthew 8. Is that okay? Amen. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, and what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So the apostle Paul states, he said, do not conform to this pattern of this world. The world has a pattern that it wants you to begin to agree with.
1: Come on. The world
0: has a pattern that's laid out do I have who, who are my seamstress in here who who sews I know sister Bridget and we who, who has sewn so patterns you go and get a pattern and when you begin to grab that pattern it begins to direct you on how you should be able to bring those particular uh, sewing those particular threading together in order to create the image that you see on the pattern
1: yeah.
0: And so as, as long as you follow that pattern you'll get the result that you're looking at. So the world presents a pattern, and as long as our focus is on that pattern, that's what we're going to receive. So in order to come out of alignment with the world's pattern, I have to transform. See, 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 we're good to conform, because conforming doesn't require any energy. Conforming doesn't require any hurtful things to my flesh. Because conforming says flesh can have what it wants. But transforming requires me to renew my mind. So in other words, I have to now reboot and come out of my conforming state of the pattern that I've been imaging and that I've had before me. I now have to renew my mind. Transform my thinking. So I have to transform the fact that I am going to come out of alignment with the world's pattern and come into agreement with God's pattern. So now I have to paint images and find images of what God looks like so I can find something to pattern after. See this is the issue with the body of Christ because the body of Christ has become so secular that have now adopted as right when we have adopted what the world has said is right and now uh, we've removed ourselves and abandoned what God says is right because what God says is right, it it, it, it sometimes ruffles our feathers It, it, it sometimes has some rough edges to it it sometimes requires things That are not conducive that makes us feel good. Uh So I have to transform by the renewing of my mind. Now notice this. It does not say renew, Uh it says renewing. Uh So there's a continual.
1: Come on.
0: See, see, just because you got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and you danced that first Sunday. got some stuff for you <laughs> that the Sunday shop may not keep you from. Oh, I'm telling you when that person drives out and cuts you off in that lane and you begin to fit up at the, <laughs> those good safe, sanctified words lose your memory
1: and and I fall back into conforming after I was just transformed oh my God
0: Back what you gave me. Oh my God! I see this. Oh, so so it says a renewing is a continual thing. So in order for me to come out of the pattern of the world, I cannot just have this one-time experience. I can't have this one-time experience yeah. to think that my mind has got to the point and place where I can receive everything and that God has for me. It has to be a continual thing of renewing, constantly renewing my mind. In other words, daily, I'm giving God the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to renew my mind. Amen. Yeah.
1: Amen. Come on. Daily,
0: we should be looking toward God. My God. My
1: God. Come on now, man. Daily,
0: we should be looking for areas that God says, you know what, this part of me, I need to work on. Come on, God.
1: Come on.
0: Uh, this part of me Has gotten stale How can I refresh it yeah. See you can't keep holding on To the staleness in your life And expect God to, sing, to, to Bring forth a reservoir of, of, of the rivers of living water To flow through you yeah. When you keep holding on to stale stuff stuff will penetrate the living waters to come in and to penetrate that stuff because you got all this stuff buried and barricaded up in front of you and you have to allow that stuff to let go of it so that the rivers of living waters can flow through you and to help renew your mind. Because God has to constantly renew. Because why? I'm trying to get into a position to find out what is pleasing and acceptable unto God. Amen. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm just laying a foundation this morning before we get to Matthew and the meeting of what we're going to talk about. So let me go to the message translation right quick. I'll just give you a quick gut shot just to jolt you. So the message translation says, in in, in very layman's terms, so here's what I do. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. See, you become so adjusted to the world pattern that you fall into it without even thinking. So, so you quit quick to do what that flesh tells you to do. See, with the flesh Snapping off. Go ahead, tell him. Tell him. Tell
1: him. Go ahead. Just, just tell him
0: everything you've Just, You know, you like it. Ooh, let me in. Ooh, yeah. moment you're gonna regret it because you're full of emotional anger and you're in a rage and you will begin to release something that said, you know what I shouldn't have said that instead listen what it says in the message instead fix your attention on God take a step back God what would you have me to do okay go revert back to Hannah last week because when Phania was coming at her and, and giving her issue and attitude because she couldn't have no kids, Phania did not go and have issue and bring it to God concerning Phania. She went to God concerning her. Yes. So God help me Come on. understand
1: yes. so I can have a heart to know how
0: to forgive and know how to watch my words and have my words seasoned with salt. So instead, fix your attention on oh God. You'll be changed from the inside out.
1: Yes. Readily
0: recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, listen to this, unlike the culture around you, unlike the culture around you, yeah. he says you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. Yeah. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. Come
0: on. So the culture around us, the worldly pattern, is trying to bring us into an immature state to respond out of our flesh because of quick response is an immature
1: response. Yeah. Oh, I going not get
0: no help in here. Yeah, it's real tight today. But, but, but he says, he says, unlike the culture you're around, always dragging you down to some maturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. God will bring out the best in us when we submit ourselves to him. When we yield ourselves to him. God, and quickly respond, God I will come in. Because i got to come into agreement with him. He already told me. He said, look, don't you uh, come into agreement with that pattern of the world. He okay. said, get out of line with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not going to help you grow. That's not going to help you mature in the things of God. Because the going will come and challenge you concerning that issue in that area that you've been so easily influenced by. Yeah. 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 See, it's easy for the world to influence. But when we come to church, we say... I don't know, Pastor. That just don't sound right. I mean, I know they, I know Hannah prayed in the Bible for a baby, but you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know about all that. That was so many years ago. Do God still work like that? Oh, let me help you refresh your memory. God says, "I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore." So if you believe like Hannah believed And you get into the vein of God God can bless you with the thing you believe in God for But you gotta have the faith to believe it And see, you can't get discouraged Because she could've got discouraged When Eli came and said, girl, you drunk up in this place Why you been drinking, you been drinking Mad Dog 2020, why you been Oh, You done had some
1: oh. <laughs> Banana red, what on banana red
0: drinkers Y'all need to stop playing up in here <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry. Stay focused. Let me take you back to the scripture. Ah. Yeah. The banana red. The
1: banana
0: red. I'm trying to give you a little flavor this morning. Come on now. Listen, it's not first Sunday. We're not doing communion. Oh, Jesus. So, so God says, I, I, I can't conform to that. I have to be transformed by renewing my mind. Yes. Yes. So now, with that in mind, and with that understanding, I'm going to come into agreement with what God says. And now I have the power to speak what God can do for me.
1: Yes.
0: And now, if it lines up with his word, he can, he's going to manifest it.
1: Because
0: yes. we learn, he said, what's up? If we
1: ask <coughs>
0: in his name when we pray.
1: Yeah. Oh, he gonna do it.
0: Yes. See, that thing got to come in line with his word.
1: Yes.
0: Concerning his will for our life. So now, let's go to Matthew. I got to read chapter 7, the last few verses of that, and then our will is in chapter 8 in the first uh, few verses there. We're going to talk about the leaven. Is that all right? Oh, my God. Are you going to come into a room with are you going to come to agreement with me? Because that's what the leper came and asked Jesus. Oh, y'all listen to this. I'm going to teach you a whole other uh, flip on this. Listen. Matthew 7 first at verse 24. Can we read that first? Because I want you to understand this part about coming to agreement. Now I'm going to read it after the message translation. And then when we go to Matthew 8, we're going to NIV. All right. You follow me? Is it good so far? All right. It's only 11 on floor. We're doing good on time. You ready? These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, home or improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. Look at verse 26. This is what I love. But if you just use my words in Bible studies, and don't work them into your life Come on. you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on sandy beach oh, yeah. i'm reading the word the message translation i didn't call you stupid i'm reading the word what it says right here in, in the message translation it says but if you just use my words in bible studies because we talked about in the opening of the power of agreement you in Bible study and quote scripture 24-7 and there's nothing that's been applied to your life. He said because when the storms come you're going to be shaken, baby. If you don't have a foundation in this thing if you don't have a foot in the ground when the winds blow, when the tornadoes come, when life hits you you're going to start waving and shaking and you're going to fall off the ship. But when you're rooted and grounded with the word than you. He said he shall a power. Oh. Walk are you moving in the spirit are you moving in your flesh what is it I need to know put, I need to get that Bible study down on the inside of your heart get it in your belly, get it in your spirit and then activate that thing by the power of your words oh my listen, listen oh my God. he said listen Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. he said he said, if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. When well, a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Yes. Oh my
1: God.
0: Listen to verse 28. When you get home, read all of seven. Because he begins to go down to the list of some things that we need not to do in the beginning. He talks about not judging and, you know, getting that smoke out of your eye and all the other stuff. And this is where he ends up at. He even talked about beware of false preachers. Yeah. See, wait a minute.
1: Come
0: on, Come on, can I just do a sour? Come on. Man. If Jesus told you to beware of false preachers,
1: why well, you got an
0: attitude with the church? Yeah. Yeah. He already told you it's gonna be some false preachers. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. some yeah. yeah. false police officers. Yeah. It's some false attorneys. Right. It's some yeah. false teachers. Yeah. It's people I work with, it's some false firefighters, it's some fake everywhere!
1: the the leader or the preacher failed
0: you. It wasn't the church. It was that pastor or that leader that you were under. So now you're going to melt put a whole blanket on the whole body of Christ. All the preachers ain't nothing. All the pastors, all they want is your money. They ain't about nothing. They crazy. They just some old whoremongers. Because they messed up your fries and they were cold with no salt in McDonald's you put your hand in that bag. If you put your hand in that bag and your fries are not hot, you need to literally immediately turn around and say these are not right, these are not fresh. Because my McDonald's fries are always supposed to be hot and ready with salt. Because they should burn my tongue when I put them in my mouth. If they're not doing that, they're not right, they're not anointed, send them that. work a 14-hour shift and you hungry as ever and you just mad pressing out the McDonald's worker. How can they serve these fries? I'm so tired of this, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And before you know you're going to eat the whole fry up, but you don't stop eating. God, Come on. Listen. So verse 28. Come on, we got to get to the meat. We got to get to the chapter you I'm storming down. Come on. Huh? When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying. Because I told you he said, don't believe the false preachers. He said, let them live it out with their character. You got to read the chapter. You got read to the, read the book. He said it was apparent that he was living everything he was saying, quite in contrast to their religious teachers. This was the best teaching they had ever heard. My oh, God. my God.
1: Jesus.
0: So the people had realized all the stuff they have been hearing before did not line up like this here.
1: Yes.
0: They didn't have the anointing like they had on this here. On. So they said, man, Jesus, you teach teaching good up in here. And they were excited.
1: Yeah. And they were excited
0: about the word of God. Man, this is not like this. your religious yes. teachers teaching teacher me. This is straight yes. from the room. So now let's go to Matthew eight. We're gonna go to NIV. Come on. Are y'all ready?
1: Yes, okay. yes okay.
0: Good. Now, oh my God, Matthew eight NIV. Mm-hmm. So now you gotta understand. The crowd has been out there with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come on. Because miracles, the teaching—they're yes. coming for that.
1: Yes. Come on.
0: See, I don't want you coming for me.
1: Yes. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't you come in here because
0: you know the, 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 you know you see a cute face and a thing in waist. Yeah. Oh shut I don't think I'm gonna that how to go see a Baptist church this morning. <laughs> uh, I need you to come for the God, the glory of God, and
1: yeah, that yeah. you might take God.
0: Now if you come seeking God, because the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing to good of the Lord. Now why are you seeking God? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just as a sidebar. Yes. of oh, the grace of God, maybe
0: somebody will catch you out the side of their eye. How <laughs> <laughs> you doing,
1: Sister Renee?
0: I can see you back here shouting and praising God. I know the Lord, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, can we get some coffee down in the cafe afterwards? <laughs> God will do. And the anointing. See, when you seek in God, God will just put stuff in your way. He'll just, yeah. he'll just, he'll just put some yeah. stuff in your pathway. Yeah. Because you've been seeking him. Because he said, seek me first, the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We ain't got to worry about it tomorrow. Yeah. Worry about what happened yesterday. He said, you just seek me now. He said, I'll open
1: up some stuff for you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Amen. Come on. Uh, so, so now in chapter 8, the crowd has You know, been all and they've been following Jesus. They've been excited for him. And they've been, oh my God, in awe of everything he's been doing. Yes. And so now, when you you draw crowds, Mm -hmm. it it rises up a sense of nosiness.
1: Okay. (laughs) They just talk (laughs) real.
0: It just begins to you know, increase a spirit of nosiness. I, mean, I know you, I know everybody knows somebody's real good and nosy.
1: Yeah.
0: They just want to know what's really going on down there. All this talk I keep hearing, let me just go find out, is it really true? Who they talking about? What they preaching about? Who they serving? What's the people doing up in there? Where are all the folks come from? Who is this? Who is that? And so, because the crowd had been in a position, uh, and they were in a position where they had been seen the miracles of God. Because the miracles were in operation. Here comes a leper. Now, you have to realize, Old Testament law, Levitical law, you have to understand. When a leper comes, he has to announce, unclean! Unclean!
1: Unclean!
0: Unclean! unclean because he cannot come in contact with with other people because he's been deemed unclean. But Jesus, he finds Jesus after he had been performing miracles, talking to the people, encouraging the people, sharing of the goodness of what God can do in their life. And now the leper shows up. And I want you to see some things here because he came into agreement with God, not knowing, but only by faith. And faith is what moved this man. Faith is what moved God's hand in order to respond to him. See, God is not going to respond to us whining and throwing these two-year-old temper tantrums. Oh
1: oh
0: you sit in the corner, pout every week. Oh, my God, why? Oh you hold Jesus,
1: why?
0: Oh if you don't get yourself together, pull yourself together and get up and begin to pray and ask God, God, you said you were going to do such, such, prayer. I want you to begin to say, God, you, you promised me this, and I'm waiting for it to manifest. What is it going to happen? God, I'm reminded of your word because you said you are concerned about your children. I'm your child. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. So, God, you said you were going to take care of me. Now, I need you to move on my behalf because it look, I look like you're moving very quickly, God. So, I need you to come and see about me. So, the leper gets to where the anointing is. That's your first place of agreement. You have to go where the anointing is just because a preacher is in the pulpit and the church doors are open does not mean the anointing is there yeah. because Jesus already told in chapter 7 beware of false preachers yeah. so now the leper establishes the fact because Jesus' miracle has, his, his life has been established because the people said I've never heard this type of teaching before yeah. so let's meet the leper here in chapter 8 are you with me in the NIV version yeah. when Jesus came down from the mountainside large crowds followed him a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said Lord if you are willing You can make me clean Hold everything right here Because you, you, it's too much said In this one sentence Amen. I have to break it down for you for you to be able to receive And hear how this man Is speaking about the power of agreement A man with leprosy Came and what did he do First thing he did he knelt. So kneeling means I submit Kneeling means I honor Kneeling means that I'm surrendering.
1: Yes. Kneeling
0: means that I'm coming subject to you. Come on, kneeling means that I am now submitting myself to you fully and I now trust what's in you. Yes. Because I've come up under you.
1: Yes.
0: See, kneeling is a position of you're under and now you're really in a vulnerable state. Because if you're kneeling, you're in a vulnerable position. And if the person was above you, they actually have an upper hand on you. This is why in boxing you don't hit a man while he's down because he's in a vulnerable position. So now the leper kneels to him and he prays. He says, "Listen, what he says." He knelt and he before him he said, "Lord." Now wait a minute. (laughs) Only time you call somebody Lord is that you now allow them in your life to now take dominion and to have authority in your life.
1: Because
0: when you call him Lord, that means that you're going to be open to what he has to say. You're open to what he can do because you've acknowledged him as Lord.
1: Because Lord
0: means that now you can have your free will in my life because I trust who you are and what you can do for me. Because I call you Lord. In other translations, he calls him Master. So in Master and Lord, it means that I come under what you are and what you carry. So, because you carry something that I don't have, I surrender to you. Come on. Amen. So, when you first got saved, you realized that what Christ carried was greater than what you had. So, you came up under and you said, Lord, I make you Lord of my life. And you now can take control and use me as you will. Amen. So, he acknowledged he's honoring Jesus, he comes into agreement with who he is, he calls him Lord. Now, he has not had any previous encounters. He's only going based on what he's already seen and heard. He's going off what he's seen and what he heard. What are they hearing about you? What have they seen about you? See, if, if what they heard does not line up with what they've been hearing from the last time that they heard about you, and it has changed and it has become different, now it's going to raise an eyebrow. How true is it that who they say they are? But the man of God, the leper comes, he says, Lord, if you are willing. Now, this is the part right here that gets you. He said, if you are willing. Because yeah, no, no. you have to realize, some lepers, you've got you to know the Old Testament. Yeah. God would come and he put leprosy on people who were disobedient. Yeah. Miriam, yeah. Uzziah, yes, yes. Gehazi. Gehazi. Yeah. Yeah. In their disobedience, God struck them with leprosy. Some people, this particular thing came upon them because of their uncleanness.
1: Yeah. So this is why I
0: believe the leper says, if you are willing, because now God has to, he has to come into agreement with where I am. Yeah. So if you're in a position to believe that I can do it, Jesus has the power enough to believe that I'm going to come into agreement with you and I can perform it. But if you don't have the faith to believe that I can do it, God's not going to move on your unbelief. So the leper said, if you are willing, now notice this. Now he says it would come. He said, you can make me clean. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Now, I never had no
0: encounter with Jesus before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But now I know you can make me clean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know without no doubt. So, in other words, he's showing forth faith. Yes. So, because faith is being shown, he's showing forth faith. I know you can make me clean. Yes. So, at that point, he gives Jesus something to come into agreement with. Not know See, because this sounds like faith. And Jesus responds to faith. See, you have to know what God can do. You got to decree and declare. Mother Simmons called me the other other day, and she called me. She said, Well, Pastor, I had to have some love. Now, she called it minor. But I said, You know, it was really major. You know, some things she had to have done in her body. But I said, It was only two Sundays she missed. It ain't like she had been out a month. (laughs) She missed two Sundays, and she said, Pastor. I tried to such reach out and such And I just wanted to let them know, you know, how hey, I'm still here. All right. yeah. Now she's 83, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. 84. 84. She even had a birthday. Right. That's my it's
1: She said. Now I've been out pastor, but I'm
0: coming to church. I'm coming back, because she was here last Sunday. And she said that you know I, I had a little set of some things done. But I miss church and I got to get in the
1: service. Come on, man. Right.
0: Right. Right. Oh, man. Now, some of y'all be needing to get back to them. Can I just get my waffle with cheese?
1: Because
0: oh. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I've been in the hospital and they were only feeding me that good, dry hospital food. Get <laughs> a with cheese extra beans on a little pickle on the side. She said, I I want to get into the presence of fellowship with God. And because that grace was on her and she knew that God was healing her, she didn't have any worry or any doubt. She was just believing God. And when she came here, I said, well, mother, I didn't know you had been through none
1: of that. Because
0: she didn't look like what she had been through. Because God had healed and she was believing God for her healing. And that, you know, had to some things going on inside that she would still walk around and say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, she was still shouting with the message, still following along, because that's what grace would do. That's what the love of God would do. So he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now look at verse 3. Jesus reached out his hand. Error, uh, 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 error. Uh, uh. You are not supposed, as a priest, as a man of God, you are not supposed to touch a leopard.
1: Come on now.
0: They're unclean. That's out of the Levitical Order. Yes. You cannot touch the unclean person. Now, you have to realize that Jesus is now breaking all world culture. Come
1: on. Because
0: you gotta go back to Romans 12. Yes. He's not conforming to the world wow. standard. Yes. He's coming to alignment with heaven yes. and what God has given him. Yes. Do you know what I've been through? And you think that yes. a little leprosy gonna harm me? Yes. So Jesus said he reached out his hand and touched him, he said, I will. And then with the exclamation point, he said, be healed. Uh, he said, be healed!" You need an exclamation yeah. point. He said, be healed!" Oh, yeah. He put charge on that thing. And the Bible says, immediately, yeah. the leprosy left the man. Yeah. Come on now.
1: Yeah, come
0: on. So Jesus came against all tradition, yeah. all the culture of the world. And he reached out his hand touched this leper, and he commanded him to be healed. And at that moment, he was healed and made free of that bondage of that leprosy. Amen? Because he came into agreement with the man's faith. He said, I will. He knew that the man was coming in faith because he called him Lord. He kneeled down. He came, surrendering, and submitted because he said, you know what? I'm tired of this. See, when you get tired of something that's been on you for so long, you've been tired of dealing with something that's been bogging you down, that's been being, a, I mean, just an irritation to your spirit, that's been getting on your mind, and you just get fed up and say, you know what? I can't take this no more. And you know what, God? I'm laying this thing on the altar today, and I'm done with it. I'm through with it. I know that thing was good to me for a period of time, but that thing is killing me right now. That thing is taking my life. It's taking my breath. It's taking my energy. It's taking my will to live. I need to get this thing off me. And so when you get to the point of place and say, God, I'm yielded to you. God, take this thing away from me. I can't take this pain no more. I know you can heal me. I know you can deliver me. I know you can change me. And if you have that type of faith, God will answer you. He said, I will touch you, and you will be made whole. The Bible says, Listen at this, and we can to close it out. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then look at this Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. On, now that, he said, I want you to be in line, but I want you to understand this. Notice what he told him to tell the priest. He didn't tell the priest. He said, see that you don't tell anyone. Because what it was, was Jesus said, listen. I don't want you to go tell anybody until you go to the priest. Because I need you to understand that people are still under the law.
1: And they're not fully
0: believing in my ministry. I want you to go through the order. And get the doctor's statement that says, you're free and clear of cancer. Come on and tell everybody about it. Hold on a minute. Now, Mark tells a story that he wouldn't told some folk. When you read it in Mark, the first chapter. Mark said he wouldn't told the people because he's so excited. How can you hold this thing? But Jesus really didn't want him to go and tell it immediately and start talking about it until he first went to the priest. Now, notice this. He does not say go to the priest and make and see that he declares you're whole because Jesus has already declared him whole. Yeah. Oh. See, so you got to go back to the political law. When the leper was supposed to come to the priest, the priest had to deem that you were made clean yes. by the visual observation, him looking at you, and once he observed you and he saw, he was declared that you can go back into society yes. and that you were clean. He said, no, you ain't got to do this because you've already been made clean because I have the ultimate power. All you got to do is go in there and do what the Moses, the law, commands you to do. Tell the priest, give. The priest and all the get the Lord assessment testimony. Now, listen at this. I'm going to read this, that little last part after the message. And do we close it out? And we move forward. There's a mission to amplify. Let me see where. I'm. Oh my God. Yeah. In the message translation, it says in that particular verse, he says, Jesus reached out and touched him, saying, We close I want to be clean. Then and there, all signs of lepsy were gone. Jesus said, Don't talk about this all over town. Just quietly present your healed body to the priest. Along with the appropriate expressions and thanks to God. Yes. He said, Your cleansed and grateful life, not your words, will bear witness to what I have done.
1: Yes.
0: He said, Your cleansed, yes. oh my God, yes. your healed body, he said, Your cleansed and grateful life, not your words, will bear witness to what I've done. See, what do you say? A lot of people won't believe what you say, but they'll believe what they see.
1: Oh. Oh my God. You can't go around and keep telling people,
0: God's been good to me, God's been good to me. And you got 17 holes in your
1: socks.
0: <laughs> One shoe to flap flipping out. And... Every time they see you got a stitch that's not Gucci cologne, the funk of 40,000 years is on me. I need some Thriller fans in here, God. Oh God, that me over your head. I need some brother. Fans. Uh, he said, don't talk about it all over town. Just quietly to present your healed body to the priest, along with the appropriate expression of thanks to God. He said, give thanks to God for this. Don't forget to thank him. He said, Your cleansing, grateful life will bear witness to what I have done. Not your words. He said, this one right here, I need you to let the light. Let your life shine. Let your life be
1: shown as a testimony.
0: Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, give the Lord a hand yeah. God. Yeah. Thank you. Really Praise God. It's not. The leper came into agreement with what God is. He is his Lord, his Savior,
1: his healer. He came into agreement with that. And he asked Jesus, Jesus, if you will, can you make me home?